0: Log Talk Radio. I have an emergency. What is your location? Amen. Indeed, there is a war going on right now, whether we believe it or not. And so, welcome to Rescue Radio. Um, I'm Margie. I'll be your host today and our special guest, Doug Woodward. And I'm so excited uh, to have you with us today, Doug. Are you there?
1: Hey, I am. Can you hear me all hey, right?
0: I can hear you great. A little, hey, this is I got a finally. I'm
1: going to put you, a, okay. put you mood for just a second. Got a little noise going on here.
0: Okay, super. While he does that, I'm going to just tell you guys how much trouble we had getting this guy to show up. Not really his fault. Um, We've had all kinds of principality interference. So we're going to pray before we start. Father, we thank you for this very beautiful day that you are God, that you are good, that you are always with us, that you're in control. You've got everything figured out. So, Lord, I pray that you'd secure this day for all of us with your peace, your power, your protection, your presence that you'd give us your revelation, wisdom, and counsel, and you'd give us eyes to see it and ears to hear it and a heart to understand it, Father God. We also bind the powers of darkness that would come against us in this matter, anything that would hide, hinder, hold, uh, delay, distract, disconnect us with the things and the purposes to which you've called us, for you've given us power, Lord God, over all the power of the enemy. And that doesn't just go for the radio show. That goes for our days and our lives. And so, Father, we thank you for that divine power privilege to be part of the kingdom of God and to walk with you, work with you, and be totally aware of what you're doing. Lord, we give you praise again for salvation. Thank you that you finished it. It is done. We are yours, and we have the faith of Jesus Christ that has given us the grace to have faith in Jesus Christ, which is very cool and important. And, Father, we thank you also for the blessing of uh, the promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done. No action taken will be able to be used by the enemy to bring forth any shame, trouble, or reproach. So cover and protect us now, and you are the faithful witness and the wonderful counselor. And you've sent your signs as a witness. You've sent your testimony, your scriptures, your prophets, to give us a warning and a witness to what's about to happen and what has happened. You're always faithful to tell us ahead of time. So, Lord God, give us wisdom and grace to understand and discern these times. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Doug, are you back?
1: I am back, and that was, boy, with a prayer like that, how can we not have a great time together?
0: Oh, I just told him while you, were, you muted yourself for a second, I just told him what a many weeks we tried to get you on here, and it was nothing nothing of your, you were totally willing the whole time, and so was I. It's just this crazy blog <laughs> talk. I was willing and
1: able, but our, our technology was, was not oh, with us that crazy. day, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations. You made it to September 1st. And this is yes. supposed to be a very impacted uh, month of dates yes. and facts and situations. And I don't want to just lead this because you got so much to do. By the way, Doug is an author and a speaker, conference speaker. He's written books like The Final Babylon and um, uh, Is America Basically... Um, Part of that situation, Babylon. We're going to let you kind of talk, Doug. And I know you did just did a new uh, series at where were you speaking? Where you did that thing on the blood moon.
1: Yeah, I spoke up at um, uh, a conference in uh, Colorado Springs back in August, and um, built a couple of new presentations, and and yeah. uh, one of them we're going to kind of talk about, we'll use as our basis for discussion today, which is which is what happens after the blood moons. But really, we're going to talk about the month of September to begin with. Probably yeah. spend some time on that, and then and then begin to talk about uh, what can we expect next. And so, uh, so I had a chance to do that, and and then uh, I've been busy writing I've got a series of articles that are gonna be published over the next thirty days really and some mm-hmm. of them are on September and what happens in September and mm-hmm. some of them are uh looking beyond September and uh okay. and what comes next. And so it's a it's a very uh big moment right now in terms yeah. of uh of patterns and world events and Bible prophecy and so we're gonna we're gonna try to talk mm-hmm. about that today I think.
0: Great. Well listen, um, you know, first of all before we go on, these articles that you're writing and I know you've you're writing these mini books too, like Will Russia nuke nuke America and stuff like that. How can people right. get a hold of those articles? Or be part yeah, of well,
1: those. The the books, uh, all my books are available both in printed and in ebook format, such as Kindle and iBook and and Nook and so forth. And uh, and so I've written 10 books. Uh, they're all available um, and uh, for most people, honestly, mm-hmm. they tend to go to Amazon. They either tend to buy the books there or they tend to use Kindle. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, certainly you can just do a search on S, as in Stephen S. Douglas Woodward uh, okay. on Amazon, and all my books will come up. And, and so that's how you can find those, and then the uh, the articles. I've got an article that'll be coming out here uh, about September. Will it be a September to remember in La Marzulli's e mm-hmm. uh, magazine, Prophecy, Politics, and the Supernatural? That'll be being published here in a few days, and and if people mm-hmm. haven't signed up for that. It's uh, it's a very worthy magazine and covers a lot of really interesting issues and so that will be uh, happening and then uh, a magazine article for uh, at prophecy in the news uh, magazine that uh, will be published pr- well it'll be, it'll be the October edition but it'll come out sometime at the end towards the end of September and uh, and then there's a uh, another magazine which is up in Montana and um, I honestly it came up so quickly, and I put together something for them. I don't actually have all the details, but I expect to see that here in a few mm-hmm. days. Wow. And, uh, so, uh, so I can't even tell you, <laughs> you the name of the publication. It all happened so fast. <laughs> uh, you
0: kind of feel like you're <laughs> scrambling a little. But what's your website I, where people can?
1: Yeah, my website is faithhappens.com, and it's faith with a hyphen, faith-happens.com. And my email, you can reach me, at Doug at faith-happens.com, and uh, so that's how you can you can find my stuff. And then I am blogging very frequently, and I am talking quite a bit right now about the issue mm-hmm. of American Bible prophecy and and mm-hmm. uh, and about the possibility that that there could be a great war uh, that involves America um, very soon. Uh, and yeah. so that's really what the mm-hmm. the, the new little book, uh, you know, is Russia destined to nuke the U.S. is all about
0: that's that's pretty scary. I think we should do a whole show on that one. But nonetheless, as you need to speak about it today, feel free to do that. I just want to start with one scripture if I can even find it it's in second Peter. Um and in second Peter he's talking about in chapter 2, the danger of false teachers and 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 we think we've had our share of that. And um the description of these false teachers and then um but then in the in the last uh, part of it he talks about the manifestation or Actually, I'm sorry, chapter 3 talks about mockery and scoffers and all that sort of stuff coming in these days, which I think is one of the bigger problems that we have, Doug, with getting people to even see that it's the sense of the urgency here. But then Peter talks about um, the, the the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. And the day of the Lord will come, it says in verse ten, three ten, as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. I think that's interesting. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. The the word element to me, Peter is talking science here and doesn't realize it. The elements melt with fervent heat, and that kind of reflects back on your ideas and thoughts on um, probably the nuclear um, bombs and things like that. But that's my opening. But now let's go back and you start with September. Okay. Tell me. What do you what what's going on in September?
1: Well, boy, a lot of things. <laughs> well um, I mean whatever you, you want just, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Well let let we'll hit some of the highlights. Um okay. certainly the 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 some sort of the warning sign that there's so many people have been uh, talking about and, and uh, looking at and reading is about the blood moons the the final of the four uh, blood moons will occur on September 28th this blood moon for the first time will be actually visible in Jerusalem which uh, those people that uh, believe that the blood moons are highly significant they believe that it's highly significant that it is occurring uh, and viewable in Jerusalem it's also going to be known as a super moon which means the moon's closer to the Earth, so it mm-hmm. appears uh, visibly much bigger, and uh, and so that happens on the 28th of mm-hmm. September. But r- really, that you know that may be sort of an anticlimactic kind of uh, thing
0: mm-hmm. because
1: so much will have happened leading up to it. Um, mm-hmm. Just looking at the the Jewish calendar, mm-hmm. the. Uh, the other big issue that's been talked about, primarily because of the book written by Jonathan Kahn, The Mystery of the Shemitah, um, mm-hmm. is that we are concluding the uh, the seventh and final year of a Shemitah, uh, or a series or a cycle of seven years, and the final year is known as the Shemitah year, and it will yeah And what is, concord- what is that,
0: doc, that final year? Mm-hmm. Is that 15 to 16, or was it 14 to 15
1: because yeah, I know the, the
0: Jewish people start in September with their years, right?
1: Right, right. Rosh Hashanah is is New Year's, and uh, that happens on uh, September the fourteenth this okay. this year. And so, is, is
0: the what we've just mm-hmm. been through, or what we're coming to?
1: Yes what we've just been through. And it, okay. it usually has the patterns that Khan talks about in 2001, 2008, and then he proposes that we may see the same pattern in 2015, uh, has to do with a financial cancellation of debt. And, uh, and nice. which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you have to be a little careful here. It's mm-hmm. uh, what he's actually talks about um you know, it it really isn't debt. It, what what's happened has been the collapse of the, the equity markets or the stock market um, mm-hmm. in 2001, uh, not long after the 911 event, um, mm-hmm. and the 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 date is uh, 29 Elul, E L L U L is how it's transliterated into English, and um, and so it was within uh, a couple of weeks of 9 one that the stock market really had a dramatic fall and mm-hmm. it was the largest loss in a single day. And then eight years later, in 2008, primarily due to the collapse of the credit default swaps and the mm-hmm. um, collateralized debt obligations, CDOs, all these financial economic things that were going on, the stock mm-hmm. market fell again. <clears throat> it fell, I think it was 777 points, which is, of course,
0: biblically uh, interesting. an interesting
1: number. I guess. Yeah. And that, that too was a was a major collapse and, and really sent the whole world uh sort of spinning out of control and uh uh for the most part we've recovered to an extent although um, I also teach a class on uh, on social entrepreneurship, and so I, I pay attention to things like uh, statistics on poverty and and uh, how how those things change from time to time. But we've we've seen a, a much greater increase in poverty. Um, you know, mm-hmm. We truly have been in a recession and really a depression in, in some respects, and uh, and that's of course been going on since 2008. And then so the question then is, well, are we facing? A stock market collapse again, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and would that occur on twenty nine Elul, which is the thirteenth of September, and um, I think it's Friday the thirteenth too. Ooh, wouldn't that be um, this? I might be right about. it. I need to look at mm-hmm. my calendar and see if that's true. Here, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna bring it up. We might we might as well look at that real fast while we're uh, while we're mm-hmm. talking about yeah, that.
0: I and, to, yeah, you do that.
1: Yeah, I don't well, think it is though. I think I think the September. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. No, I here. think it's. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, a, yeah, thirteenth oh, is uh, is actually Sunday. Yeah. yeah, so so it's not Friday the thirteenth. It's close, but not quite. But uh, uh, yeah. it is the thirteenth. So what's happening on the thirteenth
0: of With, September again?
1: What is that? Well, uh, potentially nothing. Uh, potentially nothing. Yeah. It's but it is the twenty ninth of July. It is the same day that the stock market collapsed in two
0: thousand and one. Oh, okay, it be uh, it'll be the anniversary.
1: Yeah, so okay. it's a, it's the 7-year cycle of the Shemitah and so Jonathan Kahn he says well it doesn't have to happen but it could happen and so he he points out that there's a uh you know a pattern and of course the mm-hmm. reality is since it is on the 13th uh the stock market is actually closed yeah. and mm-hmm. uh so the 14th which is Rosh Hashanah which is okay. the Jewish New Year uh is the is the day after and um, and of course that you know that is a very significant time it's followed in by the the so-called 10 days of awe leading up mm-hmm. to Yom Kippur which is the 23rd of okay. uh, September and uh and then the number 23 is a number that has gotten a lot of people very worked up um 23 is is considered sort of an evil number there was a a movie <coughs> a movie that was uh, done by Jim Carrey a number of years ago about the number 23 and it it pointed out all these weird things that that 23 hap- that, that happens on 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 the, 20. with the number 23 so, right. so anyway, so a lot of put this the nine in
0: front of it, nine twenty-three. I think they also had some, you know, yes, September exactly. twenty-third.
1: Some of the the videos, yeah. And so there's a lot of anticipation that that something significant could happen on nine twenty-three, which mm-hmm. is Yom Kippur, and mm-hmm. uh, and so there's you know there's the the view many hold the view that Christ will return. Um, physically, visibly on a Yom Kippur, not necessarily are mm-hmm. people predicting it'll be this Yom Kippur on the 23rd of right. September, but um, that it, it, you know, from a biblical patterning standpoint, from yep, the standpoint yep, yep. of the other holidays being confirmed or or fulfilled on those days, mm-hmm. um, that Yom Kippur, the day of judgment, um, it could in fact that's what be that, the is? Day that is.
0: That, is Yom Kippur returns. the day of yes, judgment?
1: Yes, the day of atonement. Okay. And also oh. considered the day of judgment. All right, so um, this is when well, the people all Well, you know what? I got to say the...
0: something about God. God yeah, really okay. does play. He pays real specific attention to real specific details. So, I would say He's going to definitely do something on the days that are very specific and indicated by Him. So, whatever that looks like, 9:23. Yeah. Not. I agree. I was. I agree with you. I don't necessarily think it's going to be this year. I really personally don't think it's going to be this year. But mm-hmm. go forward, mm-hmm. that's just my yeah. opinion.
1: That's right, that's right. So it's, um, but there are a lot of videos that uh, are out there right now on this whole subject of, of the 23rd of September. And, uh, and they're kind of interesting. You know, some of the movies like, uh, um, there was, uh, I guess, the movie about, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of Steve, what's his name? Um, the actor that that uh, pretended to be or acted in, and was uh, cast in the role of Noah and uh, the comedian that did The Office, I can't think of his, name right now. But anyway, uh, in the movie um, Noah, which was a comedy, uh, he talks about the 22nd, 23rd as when the flood would come and uh, the day of apocalypse. And, uh, And so there's these sort of little hidden messages in various movies. There was a Saturday Night Live skit, I think that they talked about when the meteor would finally hit. The United or hit the hit the world and create giant tidal waves, and that that would happen on the 23rd in 2015. And so, you know, you you got these really weird little things. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, you're kind of giving me just a little thought here. Um, All of these movies that seem to portend or prophesy in a sort of a worldly way. Um, the right. things that might happen isn't interesting that they seem to pick maybe it's coincidentally but I doubt it the same days and things that are indicated in the Bible so maybe from mm-hmm. the dark side they already have these kind of calendar dates marked as well and it, they mm-hmm. it seeps out through their writers and their their but a lot of this sci-fi stuff that's come the movies are just very to me very foretelling of what could very well. Happen in the near future, yet we look at it as just just the movies, and I think that's another right. reason people they're kind of de, uh, desensitized to the alarm and the that, that's really a demonic trick if you ask me to get people not to, you know they hear it so much that it's nothing anymore it's you know it's it's scoffers and skeptics and whatever whatever but um, so that's just a thought people go to the movies and they're talking about I can't even tell you the titles because there's so many of them. They're talking about the, you know, the tidal waves. They're talking about the the earthquakes. They're talking about the the aliens coming. They're talking about being, you know, the machines, you know, taking over the world, et cetera, et cetera. But I have a question for you, real quick. And you may not. This is kind of a little off the subject, but not really. You have mentioned the several things like the the apocalypse, um, and there are many terms in the Bible about various. Parts of the return of the Lord um, and judgment and his coming again and the rapture and all these things. I just want to say a couple of them. And could you comment on anything that strikes you here? Some, we we talk about the apocalypse. We We talk about the day of the Lord. We talk about the coming of the Son of Man. We talk about the Day of Judgment. We talk about the end of the age, the end of the world. Uh, Mark refers to those days, or and then that day, and then watch, therefore, a lot of watches in there. So the, this day, days, day of the Lord, coming of the Son, are they all the same day? Oh, man. Did we lose me, too? Okay, I'm on live. Oh, we lost Doug, but we're going to find him back. Hold on, folks. And if you got a an... – hey, Doug, we lost you for a second. Did you hear my question? Yeah,
1: we did. Um, yeah, we um, – for some strange reason, my, uh, my Wi-Fi just completely yeah. died. I have no idea. But, you know, we do have this uh, enemy that uh, likes to mess he with He does
0: us. not like this. Well, anyway, you know, if, if anybody wants to talk to us, I'm going to give our number real quick while you're um, gathering yourself over there. Our number – Rescue Radio, this is a live show today, so you can call in or chat with us, 347-215-8051. Um, you can also catch us on the archives if you missed something, 347-215-8051. Now, back to you, Doug. I asked you the question about the days, Apocalypse, yeah. Day of the Lord, Coming of the Son of Man. Are, are they all the same day?
1: Well, when you say, the, in other words, like these different um sort of predictions in movies and things like that. Are they all predicting the same day? Is that what no, you, was that actually, you might have
0: missed my question? I will repeat I did, the question. Probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was we were talking about the movies and then we got cut off and then we got reconnected. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Um but there's yeah. there's many days it's re- the, the 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 end times are referred to in many different ways in the scriptures. Like for example you have the apocalypse you have the day of the lord you have the coming of the son of man you have mm-hmm. judgment you have the end of the age you have the end right. of the world of those days that day uh watch therefore uh, these are not all this they're not all port- uh, portending the same event are they i mean like there well, are several right. parts of this coming of jesus isn't in his return correct
1: yeah i think that's correct i, I think that there's there obviously there's a, a common theme uh, throughout all those dates. But right. uh, you know, the study uh, eschatologists, those who study Bible prophecy, um, mm-hmm. will really dig in and look at the different terms and how they're being used. The most common, of course, is the day of the Lord, or in the New Testament it's called the day of Christ. There are some that, that differentiate those two. I kind of don't differentiate those two. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, then the, the big issue is the yeah. debate about whether one differentiates the return of Christ— secretly in what's called the rapture or whether it is uh, visibly in the typically called the second coming. Um, right. And uh, and so, but the, even the discussion of the, the final days, the last days, uh, or the day of the Lord, there's a lot of debate about whether that day is a 24-hour period, whether it's a three-and-a-half-year period equal to, the Great mm-hmm. Tribulation, the last uh, twelve hundred and sixty or twelve hundred and ninety days in Daniel. Um mm-hmm. or you know, or is the day of the Lord an entire seven year period equal to Daniel's seventieth week? And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of discussion and debate. I, I tend to believe that the day of the Lord means multiple things and um uh but I do think that it, it ties in specifically with a time of judgment, uh um, mm-hmm. which I think is more than a single day. Uh it may be Thirty days, it may be five months, it may be three and a half years, but it is a period of time in which God is mm-hmm. has a, a specific judge. type of judgment or wrath that is brought mm-hmm. to the world and is uh, typically understood to be the 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 seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, and the vile judgments of Revelation. And okay. uh, and so usually, in most in the conventional view. The uh, all three of those, the seals, the trumpets, and the vials, are all considered judgments, the wrath of God uh, poured out during the final seven years. And uh, my view is a little bit different. It's a little bit more nuanced than that, but that is the conventional view.
0: Okay, what's your view then? You said these seals, trumpets, and vials would be turned, uh, poured out <laughs> in the last seven years. Right. I've also right. seen where they might be going and uh, kind of like, not all seven seals then all seven trumpets then all seven vials but kind of a mixture of them seal number right. 1 trumpet number 1 vial number 1 then seal number 2 trumpet number 2 blah 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 but um, right.
1: right right so what do you how do you see it though <laughs> well it's a little tricky um the the huh the view that i have uh, adhered to i'm not pretty i'm not really dogmatic about it but the view i tend to have is that the first five seals um the first four seals the so-called which are the four horsemen of the apocalypse the, the okay. white horse and the rider on the white horse which many equate with the antichrist but uh the the four horsemen the different um like war and economic and mm-hmm. uh, distress and uh poverty the attacks of the beast or plagues and things like that, pestilences. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to perceive those as ha- have as having or happening throughout what we call the church age, which really is the time since the uh, the death and resurrection of Christ, the coming of the Holy Spirit until today. Um, so as specific-
0: it intensifying? You think it's the church yeah, uh, age, so we're already oh, yeah. in those? Okay.
1: I'm sorry, the, your, what was your last question?
0: Okay, so that's the Church Age. You see the four horsemen: the the death, the poverty, the famine. The uh, right, that's right. sort of, and it's and it seems to be intensifying as you have indicated: more yeah. poverty, more more famine, right. more depression, recession. Da da da.
1: That's ahead. correct. And then you have the fifth seal, which is relates to the to those that had been specifically martyred for mm-hmm. the kingdom, and uh, they are under the throne. And they ask, how long, the Lord, before you avenge us? Uh, and he basically says, and gives them uh, a white robe. I think he gives them a white robe in that seal, if mm-hmm. I recall. Yes. And he tells them to be, you know, that, that it's okay that there's a few more that must be martyred before uh, mm-hmm. the time is right for him to avenge them. Uh, and then you have the sixth seal, which is the, uh, a very dramatic event. Uh, in which you see the judgments you see the blood moon and the sun being dark and the moon turned to blood uh the stars mm-hmm. falling from heaven the uh the, the sky it says you know rolled up like a scroll uh all the mm-hmm. mountains of the of the earth are are uh, you know crumble or shifted out of their place and it didn't really say crumble it says shifted out of the place which tends to suggest a mm-hmm. pole shift perhaps um oh, yeah. and, and so you've got all those events and, and it's specifically identified as the day of the lord um okay. the kings yeah, that's of right. the, you know so forth. so you've got that so it, you know it looks like that, that signals the beginning of the day of the lord and then the uh the trumpets and then the the vials uh all of those judgments happen so, uh, uh chronologically yeah. after that and okay. uh, there are parallels, and that's why Revelation is a challenging book. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like they're not perfectly chronological because there are parallels and repetition yeah. in the, yeah. the uh, judgments of the trumpets and the vials. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, yeah. I do believe though that you know, to simplify it, that the that there is a uh, you know I'm a futurist, meaning that I believe prophecies are yet to be fulfilled. Many prophecies yet to be fulfilled. That mm-hmm. there will be Daniel's 70th week that there will be a seven-year time span that we are moving Mm -hmm. up to. I believe that time span will begin um, at about the same time as the so-called Battle of Gog and Magog, which is uh, something we can talk a bit more about. But that usually is what most uh, eschatologists talk about as the beginning of the tribulation period. And it really begins officially with, the Antichrist appearing on the on the scene, not fully disclosed, not fully revealed yet, but mm-hmm. a, a world leader that confirms a covenant with Israel uh, for probably for peace or for protection, and then halfway mm-hmm. through that covenant, he breaks the covenant, and uh, mm-hmm. it's at that point where he enters the temple and declares himself to be God, and mm-hmm. uh, that is exactly halfway through Daniel's seventieth week. And uh, most would say that it's at that moment that the day of the Lord begins. Um, mm-hmm. Again, some say no at the beginning of the seven years, and some say no, not until a very final period of judgment, which is a subset of the Great Tribulation. But mm-hmm. uh, from my standpoint, I, I, I tend to look at the final three and a half years as uh, you know as the uh, as Great Tribulation and. Mm-hmm correctly called great. the Day of the Lord. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um so well, we're okay, we're so, sort of looking at that. Yeah.
0: So I have a question. Um now we have the blood moon on the twenty eighth. Isn't there another set of blood moons sort of towards uh twenty twenty five or something like that?
1: Well there's supposedly there's not another set of blood moons that uh most sources uh, indicate that there's not another set of blood moons for another 500 years uh, that are oh, tetrads right. like these where you have right. uh essentially mm-hmm. four blood moons falling on on um, pairs of uh Jewish holidays right. and uh, in in successive years now mm-hmm. uh our friend Rob Skiba uh had pointed out that there is something i think in the 2030 time frame and oh. um, um, but I I don't have information on that and haven't seen okay. anyone else talk about it so uh, okay. so I'm, I I don't so, so of this course is the, the blood
0: moons then this is in yeah. on the blood the, moons then yeah okay
1: well it is okay. uh, you know the question is is are these blood moons really the fulfillment of the Bible's prophecies we just talked about which is Revelation 6 12 about the moon mm-hmm. turning to blood mm-hmm. this is the sun being darkened. Uh, it's also Joel two thirty one. It's quoted by Peter in Acts two twenty one. And and my answer is no. I don't believe that these blood moons are the fulfillment of the specific prophecies of uh, right uh, Joel and of mm-hmm. uh, uh, of uh, Revelation of John. Well, so I no, see them differently. So I,
0: yeah. Well, last night and the night before. Um, here, the moon was almost full, not quite, but was totally red or orange because right. of all the forest fires, forest fires. and smoke and yeah. stuff. And so it's very possible right. to me, I would think, that as we have bombs and nuclear holocausts and all these things, the atmosphere is absolutely going to be corrupted with debris. And it's going to be very mm-hmm. easy to see how the moon in, in just a normal natural phenomenon would turn red or blood looking right. which with all the debris right. in there. So I think that... These specific blood moons are specific to mark a sign, but that it, it doesn't say that there couldn't be a whole lot more moon turning to blood constantly, or the sun <laughs> right. being blackened because well, and, of the soot and the debris.
1: Yeah, just Go from uh, from an uh, from an astrom- uh, from the point of astronomy, you know, you can't mm-hmm. have uh, eclipse of the sun and eclipse of the moon simultaneously. Um, so it can't be a purely natural phenomenon like that. It would have to be, okay. as you're describing, something happening in the atmosphere that darkens the sun and turns the mood to blood at the same time. And uh, and so it, it would appear that it's some type of catastrophe or war that, in fact, creates that. The fact that you've got the stars falling from heaven, all the mountains being shifted out of their places and the islands out of their places, it does... There's this theory called crustal displacement, which is the idea that, in effect, the crust of the Earth sort of comes loose from the mantle and shifts. Mm. And uh, that's been theorized. and was talked about quite a lot leading up to um, the 2012 uh, thing that happened. Well, you know,
0: the crustal displacement, which is interesting, now that we've got Harp and CERN, Mm C-E-R-N, blowing holes in the atmosphere portals to bring back... Open. I think it's open. It's spiritual openings. They they say they're looking for the God particle, but which God? I think they're looking for the manifestation <laughs> of the demons who are coming back. And we're we're told they're going to be aliens, but they're really demons that are you know we're taught to believe are our brothers. So we will embrace yeah. them and baptize yeah, space them.
1: Brothers. Mm-hmm. Our yeah, space, space brothers. They're space brothers.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I don't think so, people.
1: But yeah, anyway. um I don't think um, so either.
0: Yeah, so you you're going on some really intri- intriguing stuff. Keep talking. What what about this well on the, thing? The,
1: You you mentioned the CERN thing. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. That's yeah. also been another hot topic. Uh supposedly CERN uh you know has targeted September to ramp up its um its engines as you as if you will yeah. the um you know the the fact that these particles are being shot around this Circular particle accelerator and they're approaching the speed of light, and they've mm-hmm. talked openly about, you know, not just trying to find the, the so-called Higgs boson particle, which they have found, uh, but trying to open uh, a doorway into another dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that their uh, their logo is a six six six, if one looks mm-hmm. at it, uh, mm-hmm. the fact that it also mimics the uh, the statue of Shiva. The goddess mm-hmm. of destruction, which is uh, wow. out in front of CERN, um, oh, nice. it looks as if they are. Yeah, it looks as if they are looking at this from a very spiritual point of view, and yeah. supposedly they're they're ramping up period and they're hitting sort of full uh, full capacity or full energy, um, mm-hmm. maximizing the speed of this accelerator. That happens towards the end of September. Um, mm. Which I don't know if that means the 25th or the 28th or the 30th, but it it just happens mm. to kind of correspond with all these other events that are going on in well, September, and, well, it, uh, and it, so that's CERN, yet another issue.
0: CERN is like full. It says firing full power. Um, he it's in Switzerland, by the way, and it's, um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's September 23rd, 24th is I think when their target date is for that, but. Um, <laughs> You know, when they started rubbing it up again, they had started in two thousand nine, hadn't they? And then they had to shut it down because it overheated or something. I'm using very layman terms,
1: but they, yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't studied it that much. I do know that the main point that the people that are talking about it are saying mm-hmm. is that they're trying to open a portal, and they're mm-hmm. thinking, they're theorizing that something could come through the portal. And so right. the question is, you know, are they creating a sort of a scientific way? To break into a otherworldly dimension and well, will something come through? And it just as you said, in terms of you know demonic forces well, or whatever, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, if so that's I, what be so I
0: not. get this picture of a of a cannon. Like in the Civil War, they had these cannons. They shot the cannonballs out. But whenever you shoot a cannon, it also rocks back and forth, and it rocks the earth below it. And when they started this CERN up again, I happened to be hearing, Jerry and I were driving home on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, had the night, had the news on, and they had just restarted it. And within six days, if my recollection is right, there were two major earthquakes on both sides of the world. I think one was mm-hmm. China or Japan. And one was in California, just within days of this, and I think they're rocking the the mantle, the the crust, uh, and so it's it's creating this shifting of the plates, which is going to be exactly what's needed for earthquakes. I would say.
1: Well, well it, it, yeah, it's hard to tell. I, I mean, I'm not a not a scientist, and, and no. it's you know these are interesting coincidences, perhaps, uh, maybe mm-hmm. that's all they are. But uh, we do know that the, the the scientists that are working on this have. A a sense of spiritual um, awareness as well, and so oh, you know, there's they're they're sort of trying to cross the chasm, if you will, and break down into or break into another dimension. So that seems to be going on, and you're right. I think that that the 23rd is supposedly when they believe they're going to hit their maximum acceleration and and open mm-hmm. the portal, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. This it sounds like the people of Earth, the population of the Earth, the seven billion people, don't have much to say about any of this, do they? They don't have anything to say <laughs> about who messes with their atmosphere, That's true. drops the poison on, and puts the poison in their food. It's just like we're like, you know, experiments or something. I don't know. We we, we have no voice in any of it. But could you talk a little more? Now we're going to go back to your PowerPoint. That was awesome. Um, Can America be judged pre-trib? I I think um, on your slides, um, I'm not sure which number it is. It's in there always. Could America be judged before the tribulation? That's why or why not. And will Americans be spared of the persecution? I think these are real personal, relevant, immediate questions. We've got all these dates and signs and moons. And, uh, you know, if people choose to ignore them, they're foolish there's probably in denial, I mean, a lot of people deny a lot of things because it's too much, it's too hard. Nobody's ever been through a tribulation like this before. So we can understand why people don't want to look at it. But what about um, those questions? Could could America be judged before the tribulation, Doug? What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, that's, um, yes, I think the answer is yes, it could be. And now let's talk a little bit about why that might be the case. Um, First off, I, I would argue that America has been under judgment you might say intermittently um, throughout the last 20-25 years, uh, as we have, as our, our government has um, been involved in what's happening, what what has been occurring geopolitically in the Middle East, and specifically when we press uh, Israel to give up land for peace, there seems to be a displeasure being expressed by by the Lord above in mm-hmm. terms of what happens in America. So there have been several books written. Um Bill Koenig wrote a book, uh Eye to Eye, um John McKiernan mm-hmm. wrote a book, which I believe was uh As America Has Done to Israel, uh, David Brennan wrote a book, The Israel Omen. Um you know I think even Jonathan Kahn's book tends to reference that. But there have been a lot of books that have cited this pattern that as uh treaties are, are signed or agreements are made there mm-hmm. tends to be implications in uh, in nature so hurricanes earthquakes these things mm-hmm. seem to happen they tend to coincide immediately with these events um that are occurring in the in the middle east and so uh, you know the, the the main argument is look america is is already under judgment when it mm-hmm. does certain things and then in just in the last couple of months we've had couple of major milestones. Certainly one has been the Supreme Court decision, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, ba- you know, basically redefining marriage um, and, yeah. uh, the, you know, the most fundamental institution that God ordained and uh, and wanting to define marriage differently. And uh, and so that has been a major milestone. Um, yeah. Then we've also had this sort of revelation of what Planned Parenthood has been doing with yeah. the uh, the selling of baby parts, if you will, for mm-hmm. scientific reasons or you know intentions or purposes, mm-hmm. and the, I think it's it's disgusted most Americans to the point mm-hmm. where. Mm-hmm. There is a strong movement to defund Planned Parenthood, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, my sense is I talk to uh, Christians around the country uh, that are aware of these things, and I and I ask the question, you know, do you think America could be judged, even if you are a pre-trib rapture believer that the rapture occurs, bef- you know, before the tribulation begins, do you think America could still be judged before that happens? And there's there's a general agreement that yeah the things that we're doing now are, have become so evil and yeah. so against the the God God's plan yeah. that it absolutely could happen. And uh, now whether it will or not is is another question. The the question you ask is could it happen, and the answer is yes. I think it could happen. And then uh, the question is as well. Then you'd have to get into the scenario. Of, well, what might precipitate mm-hmm. that, and and what would well, that judgment yeah. look like? You know.
0: Well, I think it's like this: we're putting straws on the camel's back, and there will be the final mm-hmm. straw that will, you know, break the camel's back, and that's God's wrath, right. full indignation, judgment. And you know, it's not—you're so right. It's not just these milestones of redefining marriage and Planned Parenthood. It's the whole since 1973, the abortion constant, the right. the and and the beheading of innocent children by various um, groups around the world and. What sure. This? You know, it's it's just everything. ISIS. It's it's it. Yeah. yeah. And who is behind ISIS? That's a question. And then the the um the homosexual loss of human identity. You know, God made us male, female, and Satan has been able to corrupt, confuse, counterfeit, uh, bring up for discussion every sacred thing that are the foundations of our civilization. And our relationship with God. So it's if we're sitting on four pillars, there's only one to go, and I don't know what that would be. But um, you know, we've knocked out, we've knocked out three out of the four. So maybe our fourth one is, I, I I don't know what it is. God is in control. But so Americans are, they're being persecuted already. Christians are being persecuted already. So we're for, for sure in a pre-tribulation. Situation. I know some people want to use the word "well," America is being chastised, and there's going to be a great revival. And I don't know if that's what we want to discuss right now because that's conjecture.
1: Well, cool. You know, it, well, it is conjecture, and and uh, goodness knows, uh, in some respects, we certainly like to see that happen. Um, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I have come to the point, unfortunately, um, and I, I know it's unpopular to say, but but I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that that we are past the point. Where uh, we can expect repentance um, and revival. Now, mm-hmm. you know, again, yeah, well, me, many yeah. many people don't like to say that, but that's I know, my point I know. of view.
0: Well, you know, I think you're, I think you're right. I think what we are defining as revival, is these old fashioned revivals where people go to church, hear an evangelist. It's old tent meeting somewhere, or it's maybe it's in a big mass mega church somewhere, and they see the the glory of God come down and everybody repents. But we've been getting that. Glory of God, gold dust, dust feathers, whatever I call <laughs> yeah. it—the gold dust and feathers yeah. deal—we've been getting yeah. that. People have been having that for at least ten, fifteen years, and they're not changing. They're not changing at all. They're just—they're grasping for more power, glory, glitz. Uh, you know, jets moving around—that's not the gospel. Yeah, that's not yeah. That's, yeah. that high gloss stuff on the the yeah. cover, cover of something. That's not the gospel. Now, here's what I see as revival. I heard the other day that the um, oh, some friends were over and they were talking about some friends they have that are in one of the Muslim countries. And these people, they're Christians, they experienced one of their dear friends who was beheaded and they wanted to go after their, the people who killed their friend. And they sought the Lord and the Lord said, no, don't do that. He said, if you forgive them, I will reveal myself to them. And so the the, the group, the, the house, church, whatever it was, they began to seek God and forgive um, these enemies. And sure enough, the Lord began to appear in dreams to the individuals in this group that had mm-hmm. killed their friend. And before it was all done, I believe they told me that everyone in the group, all the the leaders, the murderers, were had been visited by Christ in the dreams, and they'd all come to know Christ. And I I believe that this is the kind of revival. It's going to be an individual revival in the heart Mm -hmm. of one by one by one. And God himself is going to do it. And and there, there were also stories they were telling of these Muslim girls who met Jesus in their dreams. They didn't know Jesus. They didn't know of Jesus. And they were so, you know, he revealed himself to them in such a way that they did not even want to wake up. And when they woke up, they came to the Lord and and were led to Him. So if it's that kind of revival we're talking about, I believe God in His just mercy, gracious goodness mm-hmm. will do something like that. But as far as finding the big, massive mega church, is going to give you that Brownsville type of deal going on uh, or whatever, <laughs> that's that's I agree with you, Doug. I agree. So, well,
1: you know, the, the, you've raised a, a great point, and of course, if we if we just looked at it and say, well. Gee, are there giant churches that are getting bigger? Well, the answer is yes. You know, whether we're talking about the Joe Olstein's or the Rick Warrens or whatever, there are many churches that are growing. The question is, are they really preaching the authentic uh, gospel? And yeah. you know, are they are they preaching good news? Yeah, in certain ways, but, but they're not necessarily mm-hmm. preaching the good news the way the Bible uh, t- teaches it, yeah. and the yeah. way that Christ uh, explains it, and what the meaning of of His incarnation, His death, His resurrection. Um, that tends to be a very secondary aspect, if at all, in so many of the gospels that we're hearing in America today. And mm-hmm. as to the the true revival, sort of a coast to coast. Uh, transformation Mm -hmm. of our governmental institutions, people, Mm -hmm. you know, repenting and a dramatic change in morality, which has happened in great revival movements in the past. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem to be, to mix a metaphor here, in the cards. And uh, my sense is that there are patterns, and Mm -hmm. those patterns in terms of uh, we haven't actually even talked about some of those yet, have we uh um, no. in terms of the uh the, you know the the jubilee year we haven't talked about yet yeah, But there are patterns that. that suggest that these times that we are living living in uh we are in the final few years perhaps yes. when uh, when Christ will appear, the rapture could occur. When the will be uh, an amazing set of signs and wonders, and I think some of the specific instances you're talking about, um, I think that's characteristic of what is happening or will happen in the last days, and, uh, and and I think that's you know that is a strong indication that that we are getting very very close to uh, to the return of the Lord.
0: Yeah, I agree totally. Now you got here um, talking about America. Uh, you know, we have been the greatest supposedly nation recently on Earth. We weren't the only one. There's been others who've dominated the Earth, the, earth, the world mm-hmm. in times right, past. But we, we kind of think that we are, um, you know, in, invincible and that our military mm-hmm. is uh, the best in the world. And it maybe is, but we are Slowly but surely being, and besides, it's not going to be military might anyway that's going to protect us, but can you talk a little bit about that war of Gog and Magog, and how does that have anything to do with what we're talking about now? That hasn't happened yet, right?
1: Right, yeah. This is First of all, what of is that? Into... Who
0: is Gog? Who is yeah. magog
1: who is, who is Gog? G-O-G, Gog. Who is Gog? Uh, yeah, I'm, one of the articles I'll be writing, and, and hopefully it'll be published in the October issue of the Prophecy Watchers magazine, is on Gog and Magog, and you know, um, you know sort of who who are these figures, and and uh, and uh, I, I do a study on the fact that Gog and Magog, which are talked about in Ezekiel 38 and 39, um, mm-hmm. that they're not necessarily just. Um, well, let's say, personages, they're not just human beings, but they, in fact, may be uh, powers and principalities that are behind the scenes that sure. energize okay. uh, energize specific countries and specific leaders, but there's more to it than just, uh, you know, the physical leaders. But uh-huh. to be specific, the, um, uh, the Battle of Gog and Magog has been talked about. It's one of the most specific... And detailed prophecies in the Bible, um, it's it's been associated um, both with, from Christian and, Ju- and Judaic uh, sources as uh, an event that happens uh, just before the Messiah comes, or just before Jesus mm-hmm. Christ returns, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it appears to you know what it, what specifically is said in Ezekiel is that there is this leader Gog. Who emerges and who uh, rounds up, if you will, a whole slew of nations? Typically, uh, from well, or most of them are from the north of Israel. Gog himself, from the land of Magog, is is to be from the extreme recesses of the north, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the other key partners to Gog uh, mm-hmm. are Persia, which is today's Iran, um, K- uh, Push, Libya, Ethiopia. Uh, and then a number of other uh, tribes that settled in uh, today's Turkey, known historically as uh, Anatolia and Cappadocia, but they would be like Meshach and Tubal and Beth Togomar and uh, Gomer and so forth. These are all tribes that are mentioned in Genesis mm-hmm. chapter 10, the so-called um, uh, sort of, uh, what's it called, the the um, uh, sort of the genealogy of nations and nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where they where they have come from, and where they mm-hmm. settled, and uh, mm-hmm. so Gog and Magog supposedly are, uh, you know, this this enormous uh, series of armies that surround Israel and come against Israel, specifically mm-hmm. on the north and uh, east side in the mountains of Israel, and mm-hmm. the Bible says that they come against Israel to eliminate Israel. Um, and they are destroyed on the mountains of Israel, and that God destroys them as a means to declare to the Jewish people that he is their God, that it is he and he alone who has protected them. Mm-hmm. And also the the Lord says through the prophet Ezekiel that it is through this event that the nations will see the glory of the Lord displayed, and uh, there's an author named Douglas Burner that, that uses that uh, as a title. The silence is broken, basically mm-hmm. saying that God is speaking in a dramatic mm-hmm. way that He hasn't mm-hmm. spoken in uh, in Years, perhaps millenniums. Yeah, <laughs> yes. right. yeah. And, is that the uh, same
0: so, is that the same war that is talked about in Psalm 83? Then, do you think
1: um, that's a very I don't specific think so, and, discussion? And, yeah, you don't. There, there's a I don't think it's the same. Now, there's there's known as an inner ring and there's an outer ring of uh, Islamic, typically, well, today Islamic nations, and, uh, and of course they've been Islamic nations for over a thousand years. But um, there is this inner ring, which is more of Syria, Jordan, um, the uh, some of the well, Egypt, of course, and then there's various tribes that were mentioned, whether they are the Edomites. Um, the different uh, sort of tribes uh, that were in Canaan, um, that today we would probably associate with uh, the PLO, Hamas, Hezbollah, and so mm-hmm. forth that that have surrounded Israel. The uh, the, the scholar, and really off the really author, researcher, writer Bill Salas has talked about Psalm eighty three and has put forth a theory that that there is a major war coming. He would say that it is the next event on the prophetic calendar, uh, mm-hmm. and that this will involve Israel uh, sort of smacking down all of these nations that are this inner ring that immediately surround it, and it will cause Israel to live securely, to dwell securely, and um, and Israel will grow into a major um, wealthy empire dominating the Middle East. And so okay, that is his interpretation.
0: Hold on, I'm lost. Okay, so Bill Salas is saying that this Psalm 83 war is Mm -hmm. going to be the first war, and that's going to expand Israel. God's Mm -hmm. going to talk, do his thing, smash the enemies, set Israel up in a a greater way, because right now they're just this poor little sliver of land that gets beat up constantly. (laughs) So you're saying that God, God is going to establish them and then... Gog and Magog are going to get envious and God's going to put an idea in their head and they're going to come down and they're going to go after um Israel.
1: Is that how it Yeah, goes? I'm, I'm actually I'm actually not saying that because I disagree oh. with Bill on on his interpretation. Oh. Um oh. he has very good arguments and he's very popular and he's written some very good books and he certainly presents a very compelling case. Um oh. however, the thing that concerns me about the about what Bill's presenting in his um, interpretation and uh, presentation, I, I would still call it the theory of what will happen, is mm-hmm. that it will take many years for all of these events to come together. Now, the okay. Psalm eighty-three war could could begin, you know, at any time. I would argue that the Psalm eighty-three war has been underway since really about 1917. It's been underway through many events, mm-hmm. and that uh, Israel has been sort of slowly uh, taking back control of the nation or the whole area and dominating the whole area. And it tends to, to whenever it goes to war against these enemies of Israel, mm-hmm. it wins. And uh, and so th- it's not that they um, are in you know sort of a, Unable to lose, they clearly have problems and they they uh, um, have difficulties, uh, but they end up on top in all of these different campaigns. And mm-hmm. whether we're talking the '67 war, or we're talking even the Yom Kippur War '73, uh, Israel ends out coming up on on top. And and so, but Bill's view is that there will be a more specific. Uh, war uh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. surrounds Israel, and Israel will gain absolute control, and um, and then there will be a period, he believes, between the Psalm 83 war and the, mm-hmm. the battle or war of Gog and Magog, and that battle, you know, he would say could be 10 years, could be 15 years, could be 20 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. in between. Uh, because he believes that uh, Ezekiel 10 through 13, a key passage that I talk about, he Mm -hmm. believes that where it says uh, that Gog at the same time will come up with an evil thought uh, yep. and will decide that he wants to go up against the land of unwalled villages, uh, those that dwell securely without bars and their windows and doors. And, and his assumption, which is the conventional view, is that that passage in Ezekiel 38, 10 through 13, is dealing with Israel. Now, the overall context of all of 38 and 39 is dealing with Israel. But there seems to be, as I read the verses and as I compare it with verses in Jeremiah 50 and 51, there seems to be a parenthetical comment um, because he says, as he's been talking about Israel, then he says, and at the same time, God will come up with an evil thought and will uh, you know, decide that he's going to go up against the land of unwalled villages. Well, is Israel the land of unwalled villages? Now, Bill would say, well, see, it has to have uh, a war, and it has to gain security and peace, uh, and, and therefore that's the Psalm 83 war, and it puts Israel into a peace and security. My argument is I would say no, that that passage is not dealing with Israel. It's dealing with the United States that Gog is is going up against a people that, like Israel, and it's described in this passage, uh, have been uh, gathered together from the nations. They have silver and mm-hmm. gold. They have cattle and mm-hmm. goods. Mm-hmm. They live securely. Um, they um, dwell in a like land God. of unwalled villages and so forth. Yeah. So for I believe sure us. that, yeah, and then if you connect the fact that, in Jeremiah 50 and 51, we're dealing with the daughter of Babylon, that I believe is the United States, mm-hmm. uh, with all of the attributes. There's probably, I think, um, the late R.A. Coombs dealt with about 70 different attributes that connect uh, the United States to the daughter of Babylon, and, and mystery Babylon a little bit less directly, but... Mm-hmm. It is the armies of the north, and this is the article that I wrote, really linking mm-hmm. the armies of the north, of mm-hmm. Jeremiah fifty fifty one, that come up against uh, um, the daughter of Babylon, which I believe is the United States, with the armies of the north, Gog and Magog, and Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine, that come up against Israel, and then at, at okay, the say that 13. last sentence again.
0: Say that last sentence. Yeah, it's, the armies it's the, of so the so north come against the yep. daughter of Babylon, and then who comes against? Yep. And then, and,
1: the, and then they also in Ezekiel it says that these are they're the armies of Gog and Magog, which are from the extreme recesses of the north. They come up against Israel, but at okay. the same time they make a decision to go up against the land of unwalled villages. Okay. So I'm interpreting. Well, you have that two armies coming
0: out of the north, basically. I'm going to no, summarize one. this. one.
1: I'm arguing only one. I'm one arguing. army
0: and and it splits. Part of it goes to America, and part of it goes no, to Israel. I,
1: I, Oh. I think the only part of it that comes to America are with our missiles. It says oh, that the daughter of Babylon will be destroyed by a man who was like an archer, in which she's an expert archer, in which none of his arrows return to him void. Which, um, where's that?
0: Where's that phone? That's cool. That's interesting. That, not in, cool, uh, that's in
1: Jeremiah 50. Yeah, it's in Jeremiah 50. And so, um, so an archer, yeah, like kind of missiles. Gets- yeah like missiles so yeah that's uh that's kind of getting into the, the subject of is Russia destined to nuke the u s and uh so this is sort very pivotal discussion in terms of how one interprets this passage in Ezekiel and um, uh and the connection using sort of these armies of the north that come against the daughter of Babylon and army an army that comes that's led by Gog from the extreme recesses of the north that comes against Israel. But Ezekiel thirty-eight ten 10 through 13, tends to suggest to me that it's at, at the same time. Because it says, and at the same time. Oh,
0: yeah, at the same time. <laughs> so so
1: you've got Jeremiah
0: and Ezekiel all talking about the same thing. Now, if I summarize this, basically this archer, we don't know if this archer is standing in Russia, Siberia, Gog, regions of the north, and he shoots his, his bows, his arrows, I should say. He doesn't shoot bows, right. arrows. To right. into us as missiles, then this leads us right into the next discussion point of: Will America be nuked? Is it going to be there? Obviously, we've got so much catastrophes setting in front of us that, and it's so much judgment that I don't think. uh and then we haven't even talked about the rapture yet, if there is one, or mm-hmm. what you believe of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we've got two more major subjects going on here.
1: Well, that's right, and so the question is is the Psalm 83 war that Bill describes, is that in fact an event that will occur, or is it really, has it already been occurring, and is Mm -hmm. it, you know, I'm arguing, no, it's not the next event. That doesn't mean that there can't be uh, significant wars. Bill's most recent book is The Prophecies of Elam, uh, and he uh, points out in Jeremiah, I forget which chapter, uh talking about a, a prophecy in which uh the, the land of Elam will be destroyed and it looks like from his in his theory is that it is a some kind of a a nuclear event that destroys this area of western Iran which is happens to be the area where um there are which is where their nuclear technology is located. Um Who is you know could it sorry. be I was gonna say yeah, could it I'm be, be that Israel question.
0: I'm what? lost. I'm lost. Okay.
1: You're lost. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: lost. Yeah. I'm over in Iran somewhere. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're in Iran, and that's okay. Uh, that's Western a...
0: Iran. Okay, so yeah. who is gonna who's gonna destroy Western Iran? Was that gonna be Gog and Magog as well? Scripture
1: doesn't Scripture doesn't disclose it. It doesn't say. It okay. just says that it will be destroyed. What, do, uh, and, where's that? And found? I pointed out. Uh, it's in Jeremiah, but I'd have to go back to Bill's book and take a look. So it's not an area okay, that I'm know. I'm as well studied on. This known as okay. the Prophecy of Elam, E-L-O-M, I believe. Okay. And um, the Elamites were uh, a people that settled in the area of western Iran near the border of Iraq. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Bill theorizes that this could be an attack by Israel upon this area to destroy mm-hmm. the uh, Iran's nuclear uh, technology, which, of sure. course, is very much in the news right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, doesn't we so, just
0: make a treaty with them, and isn't that all fine and dandy? <laughs>
1: of course, if you if you, course. if you believe the administration, of course it is. Now, uh, the fact that two hundred American retired generals have signed an agreement, telling you know their point of view, which is that this is a dangerous mistake, um, you know that might be a counterpoint. That might be you know something we mm-hmm. should listen to but there oh, yeah. there is no question in my mind. this gets into another theory about what 's really going on. Why was this yeah. deal made in Iran, and what is it that uh President Obama is hoping to achieve uh by this deal? How will it will affect geopolitics in the middle east uh mm-hmm. This is subject unto itself
0: yeah. so, uh, right
1: the answer is no i don't think that uh, that it will bring peace. I think that the current deal is akin to um Neville Sir Neville Chamberlain who gave away this is led up to this was in 1938 uh, it led up to the to World mm-hmm. War II yeah. uh the British and the French made a deal with Hitler uh to give up what was called the Sudetenlands which were sort of the border areas around Czechoslovakia that uh had german speaking people and Hitler wanted that area and uh Chamberlain went and they made an agreement with Hitler and he came back and he said, peace in our times. You know, there, there, will, there will be no war that we've agreed. Mm-hmm. Hitler's agreed that he will be satisfied with just these areas in uh, Czechoslovakia, today's Czechoslovakia. And he's already mm-hmm. taken over. By this time, he's already a- annexed essentially uh, Austria. And mm-hmm. uh, and so hope the British and the French hope that that would do it, that this would take care of it, this would bring peace. And so I'm saying that is a good analogy, in my view, yeah. about the yeah. Iran deal that we've just made, is Mm -hmm. that the hope is that it will bring peace, but the reality is that it will probably only speed up war because Mm -hmm. think about how Israel is reacting to it. Israel is not likely to sit still and to let it proceed because Mm -hmm. they perceive that Iran is an existential threat to them. And so chances are Mm -hmm. they they will uh, take action against Iran, and they may take action against Iran frankly in the next few months because because mm-hmm. uh, iran is getting uh better anti aircraft and anti ballistic missile um systems in the form of mm-hmm. S-300 rocket launchers that russia has sold to iran and uh, so the def- iran's defenses are going to get stronger and make it more difficult uh, for Israel to prosecute any kind of, of real attack upon uh, upon Iran to take out their nuclear capability. So well, this little treaty just
0: gives them more more time to set up their rockets.
1: Well, and, or and their launchers. It, but what it does is it really it really um, it's it exasperated the uh, the Israelis and it's led them to realize that the United States is not there to protect them anymore on this count and that uh, if it's going to take action, it's going to have to take action soon because mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. Is, is not going to protect them, and and Iran is likely to get the the capability to deliver mm-hmm. nuclear mm-hmm. weapons against Israel. So I believe this is one of the next things to be watching for uh, after the blood boons, if you will.
0: Okay, that sounds great. That sounds very helpful. Um, yeah, so 2016 could be quite an interesting year and i know that the um there's been a bit of a uh, you know steve coyle's got a list of dates in september of significance right, uh, right. you can go to his website that's steve q coyle q u a y l e and then also i think the prophecy club they had a pretty phenomenal i'm not sure if i agree with all of it but you know it's yeah it's phenomenal. a little
1: wild uh, it's a kind of wild. Gone. Dan Johnson is a is a is a good brother, but he's uh, predicting some pretty um, nice. unusual things based upon mm-hmm. the prophecies of uh, the late Dimitri Dudeman, and mm-hmm. uh, and he sees uh, a scenario happening probably not for another ten fifteen years, um, mm-hmm. and I tend to believe that that is that is not necessarily mm-hmm. what's going to happen mm-hmm. or when mm-hmm. it's going to happen. So well, that is-, is that is uh, out there.
0: Well, I, you know, we've got you've given us so much to digest today, but I'd love to have you back. But let's recap just a little bit here. I think the sure. main urgent concern, you know, the specifics. And at first, let me comment that there's all you good guys out there. You know, we've named some names today, guys who are writing books and trying to right. and figure this thing out and. It's like we have a 5,000-piece puzzle and everybody's got about (laughs) holding about 50 pieces and they're all trying to figure it out from their 50 pieces or put them together and and we don't have the full picture. But the problem is Jesus, well, it's not the problem, it's the solution. Jesus Christ is coming back. And because he's been (laughs) telling us that since Peter and Paul said it, we're in the last days in John uh, 2,000 years ago, people have kind of like gone in directions that were... Not that way. We we just lived our lives and and just had that in the back of our mind. It was so far in the back of our mind. After a while, it just became like nothing is really going to happen. But you've got these good guys, and you've got everybody trying to find. This is not a time to become divisive or, or divided over these little details because I don't think anybody's got the whole full picture. I, I think you're, I'm not saying your picture isn't good. I I think it's very realistic, and it actually, there's parts of it that fit in to with what Stan is saying and with what Bill is saying. So everybody's, it's, I think as we move deeper into this, there's going to be more focus. But if our listeners and their, their families and stuff don't pay attention, you may be caught in the middle of something that's very terrifying and have no, I mean, clue. And I think God is giving us clues. We can't turn back. We can't deny this. We can't. Wish it wasn't happening. We can't call ourselves doomsdayers and just chuck it off to, you know, whatever. We really need right. to pay attention. So, so Doug, I want to hear more about this Russian thing and what you got because I think that's really important. But do you mm-hmm. have time today, or do you want to do this for another hour, like maybe next <laughs> Tuesday? I'm going to let you probably, decide that yeah, right in front of everybody. Don't
1: have time for it. Don't have time to do another hour. Um I, okay. I would probably just to wet people's appetites um yeah. and conclude this program. I think that that we we probably should mention, you know, the the other really interesting events in the month of September, you know, the Pope's visit to America. Yeah. Uh, Never talked about that. Presenting at the UN, presenting before the Congress—it's uh, you know uh, unprecedented uh, for the Pope mm-hmm. to present to the U.S. Congress. There's some things that could come from that. Um, we very likely are going to see the beginning of the Jubilee year, which occurs mm-hmm. after the uh, the Day of Atonement. Uh, so on the 24th of September it's very likely based upon the the research that a number of people have done that that this Shemitah concludes 10 days later that the jubilee year actually begins and the jubilee year usually has met if if it is proven to be the case in 1917 and in 1966 1967 that Israel made substantial gains in uh, returning to its country and in returning and gaining back control of Jerusalem. And so that pattern would suggest that something dramatic would happen in uh, the next 12 months um, that could, in fact, provide additional territory, additional security uh, for Israel, at least on the surface. And so, uh, so the Jubilee year, but also the fact that it is potentially the 70th Jubilee year, since mm-hmm. uh really Joshua and the children of Israel went into the holy land and uh and secured themselves there. And so that is also significant from a, wow, from a pattern standpoint. So you've got all these things that confluence in the month of September, so I would say people should just be really watching carefully what's happening in the world events and oh. uh you know, be apprised that, that the blood moon of September twenty eighth is probably not the end of things.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. But it
1: is a uh, you know an event that's telling us that that uh, we are in a very special time, and I think we're mm-hmm. going to see some interesting things happen in the month of September.
0: Wow, that's very amazing. <coughs> so the Jubilee comes every 50 years, is that what it is,
1: or 49? Every 50 years, every 50. <laughs> well, it really comes every 49 years this is a, another discussion but you know yeah. from the standpoint of it being the 70th jubilee year it would need to come every 49 years the 50th year becomes the jubilee year but the 50th year is also the first year of the next shemitah year or the next 50 year period so it's okay. really a 49 50 year cycle so it's a little it's a mathematical uh you know yeah. problem you might say to yeah, understand it a little bit
0: that's why i'm having trouble understanding it but anyway <laughs> um, it's good, it's Doug. You're very helpful in, in explaining all these dates and things. You do so much research. Bless your heart for all that. Um, I, we, I don't know if we had a lot of people chit chatting with us today, but you know what? Uh, why don't you check your calendar? I'll check mine, and we'll see what what's next available. By the way, it's kind of interesting that this the, the CERN is supposed to be revved up according to what we've heard. At 23rd, 24th. It's the also the date of the jubilee year beginning. On the 24th yes. of September. So we got, yeah. that's a big day. Happy birthday, Whoever,
1: <laughs> whoever's got a yeah, birthday and on the I'm, 24th. Uh, I, and I'm getting a tooth filled on the 23rd. So, you know, oh,
0: that's uh, going to that so be a painful event
1: for me personally, you know. So.
0: Well, okay. Well, I'll talk to you about that privately. I got something for you that might help you out a little bit.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> okay, Are you scared good. of the dentist,
0: dog? What's up with that? you talking about the chair. I'm not no,
1: scared of the dentist. No,
0: I'm a good guy. <laughs> He's a good hey guy. blessings. Right. Um uh, is there any All final right. words you want to say or give us a little bit? Uh we talked about your websites and books and things in the beginning.
1: All Let's
0: right. uh Guy, go ahead.
1: Yeah. There- uh the only thing is just uh, the book is available. If people want to look at the book, is Russia destined to Move the US? It's available uh at Amazon and Kindle um for only four ninety five and mm-hmm. uh the printed version is nine ninety five and it's about a one hundred page equivalent to about a hundred page book. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's a little cheaper for that reason, but also I want people to read it because it's so timely. Yeah. So yeah. I encourage people well, to do that.
0: Do your homework people and um I'm sure people will listen to this. We catch a lot of people on the archives. So uh and and uh we'll have you on ASAP probably next Tuesday or the Tuesday after because we're moving right, right through this if that works for you. All right, well Father, yeah. we just God bless you, Doug. We just thank you, Father, for Doug. Keep him safe and help him with his tooth. And we pray that for his writing and and all of his uh, matters, Lord, that you would just continue to prosper and bless your servants, Lord God, wherever and however they are seeking you, Lord God, that your will be done. And uh, thank you, Doug, again for joining us today. God bless all of you, and uh, stay tuned uh, next Tuesday for another live show. God bless. I have an
1: emergency. What is your location?